This is a Rooster Teeth production. All across the internet, people construct online identities, and a username is the most important aspect of that profile, giving them an identity to use when revealing potentially sensitive information. One user did exactly that as they posted about a confusing yet strange experience they had in their town. Today we discuss the story of Reddit user IcemanThrowaway123. This is Red Web. Welcome back to another Mystery Monday here at Red Web, the show where we discuss conspiracy theories, unsolved mysteries, cryptids, true crime, aliens, everything in between. Today, we got another internet-centric mystery, which is mm, my favorite. I'm your host, Trevor Collins, with me as always, with that gut check, those questions, that psychic power, I think, Alfredo Diaz. Mm, no, 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 no. That's when the government starts testing and probing me. I don't like your, it. Your gut instinct's too natural. It's too good. <laughs> I, like I think it. you can read my mind sometimes, so I'm putting it out there. You've got, you got abilities. I see we're going back to our roots. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since we dusted off a nice, juicy internet mystery. I think it's time. I think the fun thing about the internet mysteries is one, I mean, that's like I said, the roots of Red Web, but then also they're they're definitely more recent. And yeah. like to, you know, you can kind of like look and go, okay, there's more recent tech involved, or at least should be involved. It's not oh, always yeah. involved. <laughs> the the analysis could be more modern. It's it's a new frontier for mysteries. It's why I love it so much. And you're right, it's where we got our, our start on this podcast. But this one happened only three years ago, essentially to the day. It was July 29th, 2019, that it went down on Reddit. So let's talk about it. On July 29th, 2019, this user who we're going to refer to moving forward as Iceman posted a question on the subreddit named Too Afraid to Ask. Now, typically, this subreddit is meant for embarrassing or strange questions, things that you wouldn't want to normally ask. They're not normally for questions that you're literally too afraid to ask. But here ah, we are. Okay, here we go. Wait. Mm -hmm. So they stated that they lived in a suburb outside of a large city. Their suburb had once been a bustling main street that had many of other businesses on it. But like many other suburbs around the nation, sometimes these businesses start to go out of style and start to close their doors. In fact, in this suburb, many businesses started to shutter up and close their doors. But about after a month or so of empty businesses on the main street, Iceman claimed that 12 identical stores opened up on that very same main street. All of these stores had very similar names as well in a format similar to town market or market of insert town here. Their signs also had a very similar style and font to them and they carried the same products, typically a limited list of grocery items. Have you ever seen a store like this, Fredo? Just like a small convenience store? It's kind of like, like, yeah, it's kind of like a convenience like store. But there's like 12 of these? They're all oh, the yeah. same? Mm-hmm. Very, very similar, formulaic. So even if, all right, you know, but aside the fact that it's creepy as hell, that just mm -hmm. sounds like a really bad business. <laughs> it really does. It's just yeah, like, they're like, I'm going to corner this suburb. I'm going to make 12 stores. Right. And they're all similar, I guess. All very similar. And that's not even the eerie part. I mean, that just feels like bad business, but it doesn't really stand out and raise the eyebrow, right? That's why a lot of people glossed over this thread in the initial days. I don't know. That just sounds... That's weird to me. I mean, granted, I'm getting all the context and everything, but like if there's 12 stores that are all from, I guess from like the same font, the same company, sure, mm -hmm. whatever. 
but if they're all just selling, I don't know, various little like convenience store things is kind of what I'm getting at here. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Yeah. I, I would honestly like walk into each door and just go, huh, what's it's trying to spot the differences. Right. Oh, that'd be, you'd get on someone's radar by walking into each of these stores. It'd be eerie. Very. Wouldn't it? Just to kind of just be like, yeah, it's the same thing pretty much. Oh, it's eerie for reasons that you haven't even understood yet. Oh, so let's oh. talk about it. If you walk into these stores, the food appears to be a store brand from other large stores, essentially private label not that name brand goodness, if you will, from other stores like Walmart or Target or whatever. However, these off-brand private label items were sold at a much higher price, which would indicate that they weren't having direct shipments to them, but rather somebody was going to one of these big box stores, buying a bunch of private label, coming back to their store and stocking their shelves, which is a very, very cost inefficient way of, of holding business. And I think we'll play into some of the theories coming. I just... That's from a business perspective. This is all terrible. It's all very terrible. So it's starting to raise some business eyebrows. But let's raise the other eyebrow, the suspicion. Now, these stores had very, very few customers, especially if you paid attention. The parking lots would often be empty or non-existent of anybody kind of perusing this store. However, if you did decide to enter them, you would notice that there would be quite a number of staff members in this place. So basically, no customers, tons of staff expensive items that they went off and manually got bad business. However, let me dive into it before you have a question. Mm -hmm. Th these employees, once you entered the store, again, according to Iceman, were very creepy in nature. They would stare at you, follow you around the store with their eyes, or sometimes they would physically follow you around the store just to kind of gather what you were doing, pretending to mess around with a shelf and items as you were actually shopping, almost like they were keeping a very close eye on anybody that came in. All right, maybe I wouldn't go to all these stores. Maybe I'd yeah. hit one, get the creepy vibes, and then just bounce. Well, one's <laughs> yeah, bad sample size. You know, you can't you can't determine <laughs> that each store operates the same way. Look, I bet you they don't got anything that I can't get anywhere else. Hmm. You better hit up four of those stores to make sure you get a good sample <laughs> <Yeah>. size. <laughs> I mean, um, this just sounds like a place is laundering money. Oh my god, it does. Absolutely, it does. If I was just to be like, okay, it's not paranormal or creepy, it's just a place laundering money. Yeah. The, the, the creepy people like following you around and stuff. Yeah, that that's a weird way of making it really suspicious, even mm -hmm. even more suspicious. But that's that's like the grounded theory that I have right, right now. Right. This reminds me of Mattress Firm, which is a totally other conspiracy. But why are there so many mattress stores, man? How are they staying open? There's a lot of mattress stores and they're supposed to last like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not buying it. They're laundering money in my mattress. <laughs> and then, then you just start to think about Starbucks. There's about five on every corner. Anyway, I digress. Those are other stories. But basically, some odd stores here. An all cookie cutter and everything. Now, when you go into these stores, much like you would expect with a small convenience store, just quick background. When you use a credit card, there's a fee associated with that. So smaller businesses that don't have as much volume tend to want you to buy a certain limit. So they're not spending high percentages on credit card fees. So the same applies to this store. However, the minimum purchase for a credit card was pretty extraordinary. They would only accept cash unless you bought over $50 worth of items. Ooh, it's hefty. Very hefty. And so it sounds like they want to stay on paper. They don't want any digital trails. Now, the original poster, the OP, claimed to have purchased bread only to realize them that when they got all the way home, it had been two months expired. 
So they came back to the store in order to return the bread, and when they tried to do that, they started checking out the shelves, and they realized essentially everything on the shelves was expired. This seemed like a very common trend among all these different stores that many, if not all of them, had items that were way past their best buy and expiration dates. And Iceman ends his post and his story saying, quote, I'm so confused. I feel like I'm in an episode of the Twilight Zone. What's probably happening here? And that's when the comments kind of stepped in to help figure this thing out. I mean, honestly, that is just very much like a Twilight Zone episode. Mm -hmm. uh, is there any proof that this all, like happened? This is so weird. That's a good question. Jillian, do you know if there's like any photos of this? Because I remember living this thread and wondering the same thing, like get me some photos right. of it's this like situation. Three years, was it 2019? 2019, we, got, we all got cameras on our phones. No photos, nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is it. Dang. Mm -hmm. Dag nabbit, one would mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. Conveniently nothing, huh? Conveniently. <laughs> that tangibility, zero. So let's talk about some of the comments and the questions that cropped up because Iceman was pretty active in the comments, responding to people and, and other people asking questions. So despite the strange story, many people on Reddit took this story seriously. Many actually shared their surprise at this post because it, I think it is so such a familiar story considering the whole mattress firm conspiracy that's been going on for like decades. But a lot of people thought that this felt so uncanny to the No Sleep subreddit, which is a subreddit dedicated to storytelling. Usually they're scary stories. And in the past, supposedly they used to be all true stories. Now it's entered a realm of original fictional stories. But just so you are aware, like the, the theme of that subreddit is you go into the stories and when you comment, you have to act as if they are real because you don't want to subvert the storytelling power. So it's like a really engaging way to tell a story and be able to react to it in universe it's cool yeah it's kind of like a thread where everyone's just role-playing in these stories mm -hmm. huh. but it felt very much like a post from no sleep and obviously it wasn't um another reddit user named jamming2 asked if all of the stores were selling expired food and had so-called creepy employees which is a very good question to ask iceman responded saying that at least one store made an effort to keep their stock fresh but despite that effort, they still had expired dairy products and things of that nature. And that all of the stores in the end seem to have expired stock that supposedly, and I'm quoting Iceman here, refreshed every several weeks. That's See, as good as we have it. If this was like some highly active location for, I don't know, radiation or paranormal stuff or aliens, whatnot, I feel like they'd at least be a functional store. Mm. in some sense like the whole thing's being expired doesn't make any sense to me no i mean unless you want to have something on your shelf and then right and then just not care about i just feel like just though, to like, fill the shelves you know? if you have the money to buy the whole like block like that you can you can just throw some like why go after stuff that's perishable get a picture frame or a porcelain doll that, that stuff will outlive me like, right you know that doesn't expire grandma's got some <laughs> exactly why why a bunch of stuff that expires huh. maybe they wanted a store that would look active and stocked but wouldn't garner enough attention because there were bigger competitors in town but if they started having tchotchkes and little knickknacks then they might draw the attention of this quiet little suburb you know true and then they're like great now we got to get a bookkeeper buying yeah. all of our dolls mm. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. All mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so somebody responded to Iceman's reply, just kind of keeping the conversation going. And they suggested that they report these stores to the health department because of all this expired food. Clearly something's going on. And Iceman responded by saying, quote, if I do something at all, it will be this. The bread, and he's describing that the one that he bought, the bread was a nasty shade of green on the inside, end quote. Which, listen, I've had my fair share of mold spots on my sandwiches, and right. I just kind of choke it down for some extra protein, but I've never <laughs> seen bread go full nasty green. No, I guess it was just like, I don't know, a lot of the bread that I see is like clear bags. Yeah. So they're they're also hiding the uh, expired goods. That's true. As the conversation evolved, another redditor came through with the name James Guy Two, and they asked Iceman if he was the only person in town to notice this, or if this was something that was kind of well noted by the town. And Iceman responded that their town was largely populated by elderly people, so they quote don't have many people to talk to about it. End quote. Which sounds convenient. That right? does. That's the first thing I was going to say. How? A little convenient. I might have missed it, but how big or small is it? I mean, I'm assuming it's small. How small is this town? Well, it's, the way they described it, to keep their anonymity, right? They don't want to dox themselves, but uh, they're saying it's a suburb outside of a large city. If it's close to a large city, I would imagine that it's not one of those, like, smaller towns that you'd right, be used to like, in the middle of Indiana, right? Where, mm -hmm, it, you know, right. everyone knows everyone. And there's, so there would be a main artery of highway coming through. And and so I don't know what the way they then describe their town does not seem to fit in my mind, the natural suburb that he described earlier. Yeah. And I guess like, I understand wanting to be anonymous. I just kind of feel like you'd be, unless it's that small, which I don't think it is, isn't here to be. I feel like you'd still be anonymous, even if you just said where it was. Perhaps. Until, mm. like, Reddit gets their grips on it and they start searching every suburb for Town Mart or something, you know? True, yeah. But he kind of continued on to say with one more detail, saying a few friends had also seen these stores. Great, thumbs up, right? Mm -hmm. However, he says that they were drunk at the time and so nothing conspiratorial came oh. from their discussion about these stores. Uh, nothing stood out to them. Um, mm. So, again, we have another, I don't uh, know, it's slippery... Right. It's a little slippery where it's like, yeah. oh, conveniently, like this, uh, like isn't easily answered because, uh, because of that. Mm hmm. Um, you know, does everyone else notice? Nah, the town's pretty old. You know, all my friends noticed, uh, but they were drunk. Right, right. But it's just like, this is recent. This isn't that far off. I just feel right. like it, you could still, oh man, I don't know. I would have tackled this such a different way. I'd still document it. I'd take photos. I'd I'd be out my, I don't know how old this person is. I'd be on my bicycle just taking photos ding, of, ding. with my iPhone. Right. It doesn't matter how old your iPhone is. Like, right. You still get a ton of photos in. Strap that thing to your handlebar. Start live streaming, son. Yeah. I would I would document it. I feel right. like you have that technology. It's like, look, it's weird. I don't understand Right. This it. is in 2001. You don't care about anonymity on the internet anymore. Yeah. But, but, you know, I get it. Don't dox yeah, yourself. It's right. silly. But basically, these are the only details they gave away about their location. Everything was it was very coded and very, um, I don't know. They were just very careful not to reveal their location, which I don't know if that adds to the authenticity or not. But in another comment, Iceman said that it was strange how quickly these identical stores went up because usually 
when you put up a business, especially in his town, he's saying, they have to deal with lengthy zoning issues. Now, I will say, if these are businesses that closed and now are reopening as a different business, you don't need to rezone them. But I do want to say that because of this language, he was extrapolating the idea that the local city government must be in on whatever this scheme is, that maybe some kickbacks were happening because of how quickly all these stores went up. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to think in some way, shape or form, like the government or just kind of like local authorities or, oh, you know, whatever it be, or like politician or something. Like you can't just throw up buildings right? <laughs> like that, especially that many buildings that quick. Well, I feel like they would just use the established buildings, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's all kinds of permits and regulations that need to be done. You can't like the handoff of buildings is... It's not that simple. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, you, just, you also have to buy it as well. And then there's that whole, there's the whole process of handing over like all the documents, the paperwork and deeds to the buildings, whatnot, land, etc. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of talked about the idea of pictures and I want to dive into that a little more because Iceman did add an update to his original post to extrapolate because a lot of people were asking, yo, where are the photos? Let's, let's get into this. He edited in like a little disclaimer that said, hey, I work late, therefore I can't get any good pictures here. Mm. Their update does not have a timestamp on it, but it is worth mentioning that Iceman's last confirmed activity on that account, remember it is a throwaway, which is an account you make for the sake of putting out some information and then never using the account again. So this, the last activity on this account was July 29th, that very same day that the original post happened at 8.14 p.m. Central Time. Iceman never posted again from that account, and some wonder if Iceman disappeared from Reddit due to getting caught trying to take photos of the store, or because they talked about the stores, or it could be that it was a throwaway and they just never had a password or something like that, but I don't know. So he, he dropped a, a question bomb and then fled. Oh man, I just feel, I feel like so many people would just flood over to see what this place is about. Yeah, the, th right? the thing is just like, oh man, if I don't know if I had something, I would be concerned. I would want people to come, like I'd want to bring attention to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It seems so interesting that, you know, because whether you dox your own city or not, I feel like at least some other person out there would have a shared experience if this is a common thing. And it doesn't seem like it's a common thing, so... I don't know. That means to me it's either made up or it is a very interesting scheme of some sort that's going on. I feel like it'd have to be made up just simply because of the fact that, like, I don't know. I, I mean, me personally, if something weird like that was happening in my town, I would want to I would want to make it public. And I feel like this is kind of an easy way to do it. You just have a bunch of people on the Internet. Come check it out. Right. You're not you're. you're somewhat anonymously like bringing attention to this because I, I don't know if they'd necessarily be checking forums and the internet whatnot and you know what I mean they'd be mm -hmm. like, and I just feel like you talk about it you give the location people start checking it out I feel a little safer because then there's people here just like hey what's going on here? you got what's more meat this? shields that's what you I'm hearing what? <laughs> what? in no uh, uncertain terms you're people putting checking people it out <laughs> There's people checking it out. Here's what I would do. I feel like 2019, you got to have the skills, okay? You you create a bot that scans towns for, you know, if it just looks around all these different towns for businesses that have the town's name in it. 
So if you know it's going to be town name Mart or market of town name, just have a bot scrub through the United States and see if this is a common thing and see if you can't find these stores. You might even prove that it's a hoax. That's true. You know, if he's saying that it's the name of the town and all of these, let me go back. Let's see. Uh, town name Mart and market of town name. Yeah. I feel like Reddit would just go absolutely nuts and and still find out like regardless. Because right? these are actual locations. It's got to be some kind of yeah. public record or something and that people can track down. Absolutely. Well, hello there, task force, and welcome to the moment in the episode that I get to talk to you directly just for a little bit of housekeeping and you know, a little bit of suspense, too, if I'm honest. we got those theories on the way. But I just want to say thank you all so much for continuing to shout out the show and review us. We have 6,900 five-star reviews on Spotify. Phenomenal numbers. Thank you all so, so much. It's a free way to support the show, as well as sharing this show with another friend of yours who you think would enjoy the creepy, unnatural uh, (laughs) stories that we tell. The unsolved, the true crime. Come on, let's polish it up a little bit. But yeah, just bringing other people into the task force is another fantastic way to support the show. And thank you all so much for doing that. Really appreciate you. I'm really happy today that we're diving into yet another internet mystery. And then next week, we're not doing a huge thing, but we are doing a mini celebration of 100 episodes. We're finally talking at length about the Men in Black. So I'm so eager to share that one with you all. I know I've been dropping those breadcrumbs for over a year, but we're finally making it happen and celebrating 100 beautiful episodes with the task force support, allowing us to do this for more than two years. Really appreciate you all once again. And then on the other side of that, as just another thank you, I'm doing another internet centric one. That one, oh, I'm going to, I can't help but tease it a little bit. Have you ever used one of those sleep apps that records what goes on in the night? Have you ever had a mysterious sound that you couldn't properly explain or a voice that you couldn't identify? Well, that is what that mystery is all about. So get titillated and tantalized. Are those words? Is that English? Either way, scrub that onto your calendar and we'll see you there on August 1st. And beyond that, ooh, we got a good month cooked up. A really strong good month. I'm so excited about the episodes to come. I also want to give a shout out to everybody who has joined Red Web Premium. It's $2.99 a month. You won't get to hear this part of the episode because it's ad-free. You also get it 24 hours early and you support this show directly. You can do that easily by going to redwebpod.com. Dot com, and you can sign up for no matter where you listen to us, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Google Play, anything in between, we got you covered and you get those benefits. And if you really, really want to go above and beyond and get a bunch of other content, if you go to the Rooster Teeth app or roosterteeth.com for $5.99 a month, you get everything I just outlined, but for all of our podcasts, as well as a bunch of exclusive first membership shows. That's right. Sign up for first and you will be able to get all these amazing shows including one that I ran. If you like gameplay, I did a show called Survive Block Island. We have a second run of that coming called Survive Block Island Meltdown. And it's basically a love letter to the game of Survivor held with my good friends and cohorts down in the land of Minecraft. And it's filmed very much like a reality TV show. It's totally unscripted. And it's a big passion project of mine. And I'm so excited that it's finally seen the light of day. But with that said, let's talk about some of today's fantastic sponsors. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered, would you know it, right to your front door. Skip all those annoying, oh man, are they annoying, trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. 
That's why it's America's number one meal kit. It's foolproof, it has step-by-step recipes, and that means a joyful cooking experience and a stress-free summer, because that's what the summer is all about. Plus, HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen with meals ready to eat in about 30 minutes or less, and HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant, and it's cheaper than even going grocery shopping, so that's money back in your pocket, which these days is very important. I recently made a handful of recipes from HelloFresh, including their pork bulgogi. Oh my goodness, was that amazing to eat with my mouth. I put it in my mouth and I ate it. (laughs) But seriously, every time I make a HelloFresh meal, it always tastes fantastic, and I always learn something new about cooking. And so I build my personal resume as a cuisinier, but I also make something uh, that I can eat for dinner and have for leftovers, and it's fantastic every single time. So if you're interested, go to HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb16 and use code RedWeb16, R-E-D-W-E-B-1-6, and you'll get 16 free meals across seven boxes, and you'll get three free gifts. Again, that's 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts by going to HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb16, and remember, use code RedWeb16 to get all that goodness. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by Upstart. Saying goodbye to high-interest credit card debt is one of the first steps towards financial independence, but the interest month after month can feel like you're in a never-ending hamster wheel, and that is where Upstart comes in. Upstart-powered personal loans can help you pay down high-interest debt all online with simple and easy-to-understand payment terms. Upstart has helped over 1.8 million customers on their path towards financial freedom. And whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating that high interest debt, or simply funding personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com slash redweb. That's upstart.com slash redweb to check your rate today. And don't forget to use our URL. That'll let them know that we sent you. We get a little bit of credit, right? They're like, hey, that was Red Web. That was the task force. I see them. Help support the show. And by the way, loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, your income, and certain other information that you will provide in your loan application. Once again, go to upstart.com slash redweb. And as always, be mindful of any financial services and conduct your own research because finances are very important. And with that said, let's get right back into the mystery. Well, let's dive into the theories. One of them being, and we're going to talk about it right out the gate, is that this is a hoax. It's probably the most obvious theory mm-hmm. and one that many users had at the time. Iceman had no pictures and no information to verify their story. They were very cagey about releasing any sort of information, which I understand. However, in the, the grand scheme of the understanding the story and telling the story, you didn't give enough to really solidify it. And there's no reason to believe that 12 identical stores could open at the same time, freely sell expired food, all have the same branding. I feel like that would hit some news headlines. Like someone would yeah, notice because someone, that is a good clickable title. You know, Someone somewhere would have said something or noticed something. I feel like... I don't know. It's just, it's weird and people would notice. It's so public. It's very true. It's out on Main Street. And as we kind of talked about, this was a throwaway account, which could mean a few things. But in the sake of this being a hoax, 
it being a throwaway means that this person always intended to leave this account and that their disappearance from Reddit had nothing to do with this mystery, but more so a planned disappearance from this account. Usually they're helpful to conceal your identity to detach you from your post history on your supposed main account, so that way no one can track you down. And so yes, on one hand, that could tell you that it adds validity. In this case, you know, under these circumstances, a lot of people believe that that lends itself to the hoax theory. However, despite all of that discussion about it being a throwaway, one interesting thing flies in the face of that. And that is that this account that he used, Iceman, was created two years prior to the post that we're talking about. And it was very active in a PC gaming subreddit to discuss PCs and building PCs and gaming and all of that sort of stuff. It was very active there. And they were even commenting on that subreddit while the story was ongoing. So it's weird. Was this like a long play to create this account and plan this story? Was it that the story was authentic? Uh, it's It just raises some questions, the timing of this account creation and then the disappearance happening during this story. Maybe it got more attention than they wanted. I, it's, I mean, it does, add, it does add some like, at least in my eyes, a little bit of truth and weight to it when it's like an account that was up for like a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know? And then, it, yeah. and, and then this starts popping off as opposed to like, I just made an account a month ago and, and right. here's this crazy story. Uh, right. That's the long game that very few have the patience for. Oh, yeah. Like that, on one hand, a throwaway means to me like, oh, yeah, it's not weird that you disappeared. But on the other hand, a two-year-old account that you used heavily for months and then mm-hmm. suddenly disappeared, like when the story came to pass, all right, maybe that mystery part is back on the table. I don't know. It's, man, that's what's frustrating about some of these internet mysteries is that there's only conjecture to go off of. Especially ones that are as recent as this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you, there's all kinds of tech. I would have found some way, somehow, snatch photos like crazy. I don't, I don't know. Like, again, like I would have wanted to get people involved if this is like actual thing that's happening. Like, regardless of good or bad, it's weird. And I wouldn't want to be in a small-ish location where this is happening. But there's like so many little things, like the fact that like, oh, I can't take a picture because. Because like I work late, I don't. I mean, after work, before work, doesn't yeah. need to be like, you know, the, the perfect yeah. lighting. It's just to snag a photo if you're willing to. Right. Um, let's see that moldy bread in the comfort of your own place. Let's. Yeah, yeah. Let's that see too. these stores. Like, but, sure. I'm. I'd still question the moldy bread, but like, I don't know. I feel like I. You could at least take a photo of that without doxing yourself. Right. Well, I think the idea of it being a hoax runs off of the fact that there is a lot of missing pieces to this story. As compelling mm-hmm. as it is, it, one can't help but at least, even if they're a very big believer in the, the, the paranormal and the unknown and everything like that, and in conspiracies of this nature, it's just, it's, I, I bet you everyone's got that hoax idea scratching in the back of their mind on this one. Yeah, it's, there's just so many little, I, I, Dare I say the word like excuses <laughs> as to like yeah. why we can't get more context to all these Oh, things. my friends saw it, but they were drunk. Oh, I, I could go take a photo, oh, but it's late. Yeah. Oh, um, um, you know, it's just, it's that. It, it's such a like fun little story though. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I don't know what I would do if that's something that popped up where I was, you know, like it's not quite enough for me to be like, you know what? I'm packing up, mm-hmm. getting out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. This is just weird. But it's not, you know what I mean? It's not like weird enough to like 
move, but it's weird enough to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like, oh, where yeah. you live. Oh, yeah. Like, if that happened near me, I'd be like, uh, I, I don't know. I'd be on edge. Oh, yeah, because then you're like, what's uh, what's in the seedy underbelly of this quiet little town that I supposedly know? Like, it definitely starts to make you take a different look at your own stomping grounds. But I'm, yeah, I'd lie awake at night questioning, being a little scared. I don't know. Yeah. When are the stores coming for me? When is that moldy bread going to take oddly, me over? When am I expiring? Oddly enough. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's talk about the next theory. And I want to treat this one with respect and care because this could easily get out of hand. And I don't want anyone to feel offended by the nature of this. But there are some realities to this that I do want to address. Some people thought that perhaps Iceman was struggling with mental illness of some kind. We're not going to attempt to diagnose the person based on anything this way or that. But there are some elements here that do lend itself to discussing this topic. So with that said, I do want to talk about it. So perhaps... They were anxious in the stores with the staff watching them, and under such close supervision, it could have created an air where they misinterpreted the environment and thought that these individuals were spending a little inordinate extra time on them, right? Following them, staring at them, keeping their eyes specifically on them. And it's possible that they either misread the labels or that they didn't realize how much time had passed before the food grew moldy, you know, if they bought the bread and went home and time had passed. The only wrinkle here is that OP claims, the original poster again, claims that they showed these stores to their friends. And by doing so, one would think that it would either substantiate their experiences or that it would give a, a counter position to give new perspective to this store, right? True. Um, like if they were, you know, in a mental state of like pain, I, I could see how you could see that stuff. And then also kind of like, I think kind of the crazy thing here is like, you're in that mental state. Then you have the internet where you put together the story and the internet kind of feeds into it. Exactly. Out of curiosity. And exactly. then from there you start really diving into, I guess, kind of like just this, this story, this narrative that your, your mind is telling you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good point. Regardless of the origin of their perspective on this environment... The fact is, when they go to the internet, that perspective can be substantiated or exacerbated, and it can suddenly cycle out of control. In fact, somebody else kind of spoke to this particular mystery on a different subreddit known as Unresolved Mysteries, and on that subreddit, a user named So Contemporary suggested that perhaps Iceman stumbled across an assisted living facility without really noticing it. That this assisted living facility had its own stores that would be stocked in a certain way. It could explain the high population of the elderly community members. But it would help highlight perhaps their confusion on their environment and the perspective that they were having at that time. Either way, that's about as deep as we'll go on this particular theory. Because again, it's all conjecture. But it's not out of the cards, right? No, not at all. But with that said, let's move on to what might be the most realistic yet extraordinary theory, right? Beyond hoax, uh, that is, that this was the front for some sort of level of organized crime. It fits very well with the conspiracy of the mattress firm and money laundering and all sorts of things. But many of the people reacting in the comments noted that there was identical stores that were all involved with the same sort of product in the same location with the same branding. It felt very much like existing conspiracies of organized crime. 
Some thought that this could be a front to sell drugs, uh, perhaps human trafficking, or in other ways, laundering money. Money laundering, just to be clear, is where crime organizations use legitimate businesses to cook the books or skew their accounting for their illegal activities. If you've seen Breaking Bad, you'll see that in full play. Or if you've seen Ozark, you'll see that in full play. Mm -hmm. But basically, it is to say like, oh yes, we sold five boxes of Cheerios, but actually they sold a brick of something nefarious. And that's how they kind of wash it out with the government and with taxes and all of that. They are washing the money Mm. to make it clean, i.e. money laundering. Anyway, again, as you and I have kind of said, Reddit users at the time also brought up the mattress firm conspiracy. Now, succinctly, this conspiracy revolves around the perception that there are so many mattress firm stores in very close proximity, typically, yet there very rarely seems to be any customers inside them. And so it raises the question, why are so many in the same place? What warrants them being there in that number? And how can they stay open if there's no patronage other than the idea of there being some sort of money laundering happening? That's wild. I never knew that that was, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Hell, I even got a mattress. So <laughs> mattress firm. Oh, I man. You, money. You just cleaned up some money. I know. Man, it was, so this is the first time you've heard of that. Yeah. I mean, it, there is a ton of them though. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I remember the first time I heard this too, deep on the internet long ago. And when you hear this for the first time, I, I apologize if I took for granted that knowledge, but when you hear that for the first time, you think back and you go, yeah, I have seen a bunch of mattress firms in my town. There you go. Yeah. I don't know why there's so many people really, I guess everyone needs a mattress. Yeah. But how but often? Like, but I can't how, tell you the last time I bought a mattress, like right. eight years ago. I get, but I guess like there's people moving out. There's a lot of people. That's fair. I mean, there are a lot of people. <laughs> like, moving, like, I don't know, moving locations, moving out of their parents' place. But it's not strange to consider to the fact it. that they don't have warehouses, but then instead they have a bunch of small warehouses, i.e. storefronts, that operate as storefronts. But typically, if you're just buying online, they could probably just ship it from your nearest mattress firm rather than consolidate down to a warehouse. But man, the cost seems like... That seems so high. Just keep you know, ready to keep these buildings up and running. You think having a warehouse mm. would be more beneficial? True, but this comes within this organized crime money laundering thing. Comes a very interesting theory from the Reddit user N Fear. They suggested that these stores might be committing food stamp fraud. I've never heard of this before, but it fits so perfectly. I would love to hear your thoughts. The businesses may be buying food from other stores, which is what it very much sounds like, and using government-issued food stamps or fraudulent EBT cards, and then taking those products back to their storefronts and then marking them up, converting that into cash. And so they're taking or faking even food stamps that would be issued by the government, and then turning that fake coupon, as it were, into cash and oh. that is deeply illegal for sure yeah but i just feel like it's such a public way that they're do- like why that many stores in one location you know what i mean right right like, that you're not going to be turning a lot of cash in one spot man it's going to be just so many like 12 stores yeah I'm just gonna be, that's like so many that's red like flags like hey <laughs> look at this illegal thing we're doing right that's like going to Blockbuster and saying, hey, I'd like 15 copies of The Little Mermaid. And you're like, um, sir, why? Yeah, so 15 people can watch it at once, idiot. Right. Um, just get one TV, one copy, son. <laughs> I mean, that's such like a like a big spotlight of like a, yeah. an illegal way to do it. 
Well, man, I mean, this guy, Iceman, is sitting on a money pile if he turns this into the IRS. You get uh, you get whistleblower kickbacks. Oh. Yeah, yeah, depending on the size of the crime you take down, Hell you can yeah. get a little bit you of bunts. Hell yeah, I should have done that. Maybe Easy. that's my new job, is just turning people in. They call him the <laughs> narc. Just narking on anyone. <laughs> Damn, just narking away. That's crazy. Nick Bottom, I'm going to need some music cues. Here, swing me in. Tonight on The Narc. Yeah, that guy was stealing. He's stealing. <laughs> You're just going to different places just hoping you can catch someone to snitch on. Yeah. You know, if they're not, you know, if they're like dealing cash under the table, avoiding uh, taxation. It could be like a side hustle, if anything. They call me the tax man. I just walk around with one of those accounting visors on, that green thing. Oh, no. I don't. I haven't seen those in hella long. Well, you haven't seen my show then. You gotta <laughs> tune right. in. I'm not. They put I'm it at uh, they put it at Wednesdays at 1 p.m. when no one's watching. <laughs> so that's the end of the organized crime like theory, and I, I think that that's has a lot of water to it, or it holds a lot of water, whatever the phrase is, because again, Iceman mentioned that a lot of other private label, i.e., store brand items were in these stores. But to your point, filling 12 stores is not only a lot of food would draw a lot of attention but would also be just a, a, a spotlight for any sort of local government to go like, hold on a second, what's going on here? That's what I'm saying. How mm-hmm. is this not like a, ah, there's no way. I, I, I got to go with the theory that it's not real. Dang. Well, let me give you the last theory because this, okay. one, this one's my catch-all. This one uh, comes to us from our own researcher, Jillian. She wanted to make sure to add this one, and I subscribe. Okay, Glitch in the Matrix. We've discussed this before on another episode. Glitch in the Matrix essentially leveraging the nomenclature from the fantastic film, The Matrix. And uh, a glitch in the Matrix is essentially saying there's there was a glitch in our reality. A lot of stories talk about people having experiences like the Mandela effect or multiple realities where they're like, they have a memory with somebody, but when they go talk to that person, that other person does not share that memory. Like there's a deep disconnect, but both people fundamentally believe in their own position. So how it would apply here is that Iceman suddenly stumbled into an alternate reality of his own town, maybe some sort of dystopian place where everything was the same and nobody went shopping or whatever and everything was expired. And then when coming home or coming to the internet to talk about it, either blipped back to their own reality or or just something. I I like it. It's a a very good catch-all and it's very internet-centric, but it's hard to say if a glitch in the matrix is more than a story, right? Yeah, I I would honestly, that'd be the most annoying thing in the world to experience. Just a glitch in the matrix? Yeah, because like you you see it, it's real, and then all of a sudden it's just like boom, it, it like your flashback to yeah. reality, etc. I would go, man, no ain't no one gonna believe this. You go downstairs, Mrs. making some breakfast, and she's putting milk in the bowl before the cereal hits the porcelain, and you're going, hold on a second. Why are you putting the milk in first? Oh, and she says, that's, that's what we've always done. No, we don't do that. And then that. you have some sort of Twilight Zone zoom in onto your eyes as you freak out going, no, it's always cereal first. I know it. But that's your personal glitch in the Matrix. I would hate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, you just, you don't know the proper portion. You don't know how much you need. It like, you could get it soggy so fast. Yeah, no, you don't put milk <laughs> first. You don't. I'm going to invent a no sog spray. That you spritz onto your cereal, 
and it creates a hydrophobic filter on it, a little layer, so that mm-hmm. way it doesn't uh, bog down with the sog down. That seems it's highly carcinogenic. So unnecessary. You <laughs> 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 eat a bowl of cereal. Yeah. Well, hey, don't knock it till you try it. It's That's only fifteen ninety nine. It lasts about two, three bowls. <laughs> God, it's so expensive. Oh, but but that's it. But that's those are the theories around this mysterious town filled with bland store names There's, and yeah. expired food. There's no way it's real. You don't think it's real? I don't think it's real. No, I think there is a, a an entirely possible reality that this is a inordinately large fr- like front for fraud, fraud front. It taking taking non monies, getting food with it, turning it into monies, you know. And they're eyeballing people saying, hey, what are you doing? Are you actually buying? You shouldn't be buying. This is a weird store to be buying in, but buy it and get out, you know? Yeah. Give us cash, not credit card. We don't want your digital cash. You know, it, yeah. it all works out to me. It's just such a weird way of going. Like, I feel like you'd get got. Like, I don't understand how you get away f- with this. Yeah. For like, uh, for long at all. That's true. I, I feel like. This would go down. And if it went down, there would be some headlines because it's been about three years and I'm not seeing headlines. Yeah, that's true. Like if this was still happening, yeah, it'd be like three years. They're just getting away with having these weird stores with like, I don't know. Someone would report something. I I feel like authorities, uh, some sort of authority would drive in to grab some food or something. I don't know. I mean, if, if, if we agree with Iceman, the government's in on it. And now I'm starting to think about, you know, all those movies, you know, where they go up in a pizza place and it's clearly some mobsters that run the place, but they actually sell pizzas, but they also do backdoor deals. Mm. And then the government's just kind of going, yep, that's a pizza place. Maybe that's what's happening here, man. I don't know. Yeah, it could be like a handshake between, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's a handshake between the government and some other corporation or whatnot. They say, hey, you give us the food stamps, we'll give you some kickback. And, we, you know, we'll vote for you. Mayor John, get you back in powers. Just uh, look the other way. Yeah, me, uh, I don't know, man. I just, it's weird. I, I don't, there's no way. There's no way this is an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it for Iceman Throwaway 123's Mysterious Town with Mysterious Stores. It's a story with a lot of holes in it, but man, is it one of those internet-centric mysteries that ignites my curiosity, and it does the same for Reddit because they've been talking about it ever since, trying to whittle out some more details. It's just, man, after three years, you would have hoped something would have come up. Anything, but I mean, it's the internet just as easy as you can like jump on and spear, you know, start curiosity, you could disappear just as quick. Right. Like I can say right now, Alfredo Diaz, mm, I don't like it. Living in Austin, Texas, has psychic abilities, and that is now fact because it is on the internet. You're gonna like put me in a situation, mm-hmm. and like oh, we're on the ground, people are just gonna last ditch effort. Alfredo, use your psychic <laughs> abilities, and I'm be like, I don't have any. Why did you believe that man? No, 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 no. We no. all fail. The powers come when you least doubt them. You have to believe. <laughs> It's I'll like be a, I'll be your papa to your eleven. It's like it's like mystery, man. It just it happens when no one's looking. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Well, anyways, <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed our kind of getting back into our roots. Next week we have a big mystery for episode one hundred. It's a topic that you might be very intimately aware of. I'm just gonna spill the beans. 
It's Men in Black, baby. We're finally talking about them and a lot of the stories surrounding them. And then I think we're going to we're going to throw out another internet mystery after that. So stay tuned, get excited. Fredo, I'll see you right back here next week, next Monday for another mystery. And he's passed out.